0: the Little Red Bandwagon in your podcast about a podcast that may just be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Every Monday we bring you a recap of the previous week's TBTL, but this is a Friday clip show where we take a closer look at a topic from TBTL history. And joining me tonight is one of my most favorite people in the world, From Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy
1: Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. The feeling is mutual.
2: (laughs) Aw, this
1: is just a love fest. (laughs) (laughs) So as everybody
0: hopefully knows by now, the plan is to start with some general discussion on our topic, to play and discuss some TBTL clips, to clean our house, and tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. So Christy, the topic for this show is... Bowling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I thought of it. It seems like a random topic, even for us, but it's a topic that comes up very frequently well, semi frequently on TBTL. I mean, going so far as to have Andrew and Phyllis doing an entire episode going to a bowling alley. <laughs> um, but it's not just the Luke and Andrew era of the show, it goes all the way back to the very first week of the radio show. Uh, And I think listening to the clips, I'm starting to understand why the topic keeps coming up. It's that the bowling alley is like a place where nostalgia and human behavior intertwine in a really powerful way. (laughs) And we have a clip about nostalgia and we have some clips about human behavior. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not great. Human behavior. (laughs) But it seems to really inform both Luke and Andrew's life and Jen, too. Jen is not the focus of any of these clips, but she's in some of them and she does seem to have some of the same feelings as Luke has. So I think it's going to be a really interesting topic for us to discuss. So let's start with some must discuss. I have something very important that I have to ask you before we get into this, and that is I've never seen the Big Lebowski. Is this going to be a problem? for the show
1: no not at all
0: because it seems like whenever any bowling topic comes up on tbtl luke has to play a lebowski clip yeah from the bowling
1: alley part i don't roll on saturdays Mm -hmm. donnie Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) no you're fine did you ever see kingpin no oh is that a bigger problem no (laughs) none of it's a problem (laughs) but i think like even in the clips later When he references life in a bowling alley, he's definitely describing most of the characters in Big Lebowski.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, I just thought maybe we should take a look at bowling movies to see if there's anything here that we've missed. So, okay, Okay. Kingpin, The Big Lebowski, Bowling for Columbine. Hmm, Not really about bowling. (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Something called Alley Cat Strike from 2000. Uh, that looks terrible. Something just called Bowling. Hmm. If nobody I know. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Again, not about bowling. Ooh, what is hmm. this? I can't read the title. Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl-O-Rama from
1: 1988. Hmm. Is this uh like that um beach party uh Cinemax movie that Luke liked? Possibly. Yep. It- from the poster, it looks like that
0: could possibly be <laughs> the case. Uh, I can play the trailer for Sorority Babes in the slime ball bowl but I think I'm not going to. No.
1: I'd like to keep it oh, PG. You can watch the full movie on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe later. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the last one I'll mention on the list here is Elf Bowling the Movie,
1: which... <laughs> Sounds really enlightened. So basically, there's a market for bowling movies. hmm I feel so behind. <laughs> that genre of sports, of sports <laughs> movies is uh, lacking.
0: All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to go through this discussion with the knowledge that we're pretty handicapped because we just don't know the full... Availability of bowling movies, but we'll we'll do our best, right? yes, all right, so the next thing, bowling, yes or no,
1: well, just in general or uh-huh. okay, <laughs> well, yes, however
0: you want to answer that
1: with no explanation, just uh-huh. yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, some explanation.
1: Um, Okay, so I lived in Omaha, and during the winter, there's not much to do when you're in the Midwest, as you know, Um, and bowling is like a very big thing to do. So I think it was kind of like what Jen will explain later, is that um, you go with your parents, and then they joined us on a league. So I was in a bowling league, probably for two or three years. And I actually was pretty good. I um, was a I went to like state championships sponsored wow. by Coca-Cola. I remember the little thing. I had bowling trophies. I had a bowling coach, which was someone from the alley or the bowling alley or the whatever. He, um, he was a, prof- a former professional bowler and he had a bowling alley in his, he had like a lane in his house in the basement. So he would coach kids like for money. And so we had that. Oh, my God, Christy, you're an elite
0: athlete.
1: (laughs) I had no idea. And I also lettered in bowling in high school, but only by default. Only one other school had a team, and we had just enough. And so we basically won everything by default. (laughs) (laughs) But we went all the time and rolled the balls. So, yeah. (laughs) That is... Strangely cool, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it cool, but yeah, I remember what one thing is that they had these um those cheese curds you know that are all over the midwest, and so the one thing is our coach wouldn't let us eat cheese curds while we were playing because it made our fingers greasy, of course, and my sister just ended up quitting bowling because she's like, cheese is more important. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can keep me from that cheese. <laughs> Listen,
0: all the, you just need one time where your greasy fingers just slip out when you're holding that ball and you break your foot. Exactly. And that'll know. teach you the lesson. I
1: had a pretty light ball. I even had a ball with my own name on it. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, it was pretty light. I remember my sister always would get hit in the head with bowling balls, like from my mom. (laughs) Like she would get out of the wrong side of the car and my mom would be like throwing her ball over her shoulder and it would like hit her in the head. Maybe that's what happened. Hmm. (laughs) Are you connecting some dots right about now? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm really impressed with you. Uh, and the 90s was kind of a big time for, like, bowling fashion, wasn't it? Yes. Like bowling shirts and shoes yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I had a roommate that used to steal bowling shoes from bowling alleys. She must have just worn junky pairs of shoes that she didn't care if she lost. Well, yeah. how did that work? I don't know. I don't know why anybody wants to steal bowling shoes, but she did.
1: Oh, I had a couple pair. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Did you? and and then later on in life I had some that well especially when I was playing I had real ones that I bought right like right per- but I would never steal those like I wouldn't wear those out you can't wear those outside so I had those just for bowling and then the like rental shoes to wear as fashion mm-hmm. okay all right I <laughs> <That> was cool
0: <laughs> I don't know I might go for a pair of bowling shoes nowadays yeah They're brightly
1: colored. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I feel very inadequate now because I'm also a bowling yes, but I have nowhere near the kind of experience with it that you do. And my parents were not bowlers, despite us being from the Midwest. I think that my dad must have been. Because on the rare occasion that we would go, he had, like, really good form. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what he used to um, score, but I was always very impressed with how he would roll the ball down the lane. But then, I don't know, they were upwardly mobile or something. And then I went to Europe, and I don't really remember bowling there, whether it's because they don't have bowling alleys or because we just didn't go
1: Because we didn't
0: speak German. No German language would prepare us for bowling. Although, okay, now I'm having a thought that's going to sound so elitist when I say it. Was that we did go on a skiing vacation in the Alps.
3: (laughs) Where they had,
0: (laughs) yeah, like you do, they had a bowling alley in the basement of the hotel. That I think was just like one of those two-lane deals. I swear we were not rich. We were I mean actually, if I'm going to be honest about it, we probably were rich. You would probably
1: have thought we were rich. Right? Mm-hmm. I did not think that we were rich. Yeah. Ooh, no, we never went skiing in the Alps or skiing. Well, so. I don't like skiing very much, so <laughs> you're <laughs> not terrible. missing that much. <laughs>
0: I almost fell off a cliff in a snowstorm in that particular vacation, so I haven't skied since. No, I wouldn't either. Um, But that was just a perk of my dad's company sending Mm -hmm. him to live and work in another country. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we never would have done that on our own. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I would say that once we got back here, it was like birthday parties.
1: Yeah, that's a good birthday party.
0: Yep. And... Get, you know, get a bunch of eight-year-old boys like super hyped up and then feed them pizza <laughs> and take a bowling. Yep. And, and I would say as an adult, I go maybe like once every other year. Oh. Okay. And I have a really great time and we bowl like two games and then my
1: forearm hurts so yes. much that I'm like, like your done. Four... <laughs> so we actually had our, when we got married, we had our reception and we had the day before we had a oh sure um, yeah the bowling party because it was at kenmore lanes was cut like a mile away from where we were getting married and same thing like my forearm and like weirdly my right thigh hurt the next day i'm like Mm -hmm. why am i hurting over bowling (laughs) (laughs) it's because those aren't muscles that you use all the time and when you're Mm -hmm. whipping a 10 pound ball down an alley you don't ever do that right no, that's not a, like a normal part of
0: my day. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but Luke always quotes, uh, well, he talks about a book that I I would bet all of my money he never read, um, Bowling Alone.
0: <laughs> I had to read it in
1: um, political science. So, um, But it's true, like in the 80s and early 90s, that most people had bowling leagues. A lot of them did. And mm-hmm. this was where you learn I mean because not only is it your friends but you're meeting your neighbors you're meeting all different people because you rotate and you get to know them and that's like your circle and yep. we don't do that anymore because they've closed all the bowling alleys or people just don't do it it's just not something that people think mm-hmm. is fun I guess I don't know um okay so
0: let's talk about one more thing which is how do okay. you feel about the gutter bumpers
1: zero negative should never happen. Never. You think those four-year-olds should just get gutter balls until yeah. they
0: learn to roll My it sister straight? My was
1: four. She had a seven-pound ball. And sometimes her ball would go so slow. Like, it was actually a thing. Her yes. ball would go so slow. And sometimes she would, like, walk away. That's when the cheese curds came in. And there were a couple times her ball actually rolled backwards because it was going mm-hmm. so slow. <laughs> um, but I think you don't learn. First of all, you... Kids need to learn to lose. They need to learn right? disappointment. And also, you can't get better if you have that crutch. Um, I can't fault anything
0: that you're saying. <laughs> I have the talent to get the ball all the way down the lane. And it's just, it always drifts left. Because mm-hmm. I think I must point my arm that way a little bit. Yep. And then right at the end, I knee like one foot where the gutter bumpers end that's clear gutter that's where my ball goes
1: (laughs) and I'm like man you need I can I can help you with this if you come here I can help you with this okay we'll go bowling okay (laughs) that will be fun bowling story when the Wii first came out like Nintendo Wii did you ever play any of those Wii sports or Um, whatever I don't know if I ever
0: played any of it I know I watched my brothers play a lot of them
1: so one of the biggest things was bowling and everyone was mm-hmm. bowling on this we thing and my brother in law thought he was so good because he would get like perfect scores. And he's like, You guys, let's go bowling and we're gonna have and he had like created this round rob and like we have three lanes and the top people, the winners are in this one and then you lose <laughs> and you like kind of cycle out. He sucked because it's not a freaking video game. He <laughs> was so mad. By like the second game, he's like, fuck this. I don't I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> it's harder than people think. It is.
0: I w- I'm not like a terrible bowler. I don't actually get a lot of gutter balls anymore, but I don't know. I can usually approach 100.
1: Yeah, you're tall so. and you're powerful. Like you have like... Whoosh, I bet you could get oh. there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun to do a couple of times, but I'd really have to, you know, work on that forearm strength if I was going to do it more than that. Yeah, and you couldn't—I couldn't practice by myself because I, you know, if you you can pay by the game, but you can rent by the hour, mm-hmm. can't you? You can rent a lane by the hour. Yeah, I I couldn't last an entire hour bowling by myself even when I go with like three or
1: four other people you get bored well no my arm hurts (laughs) oh (laughs) I was gonna say just put on some headphones and um play it play for an hour or two
0: nah I'd I'd get 15 minutes
1: in and I'd be like oh no I can't (laughs) do it anymore I'm too weak I don't know if I should be doing it with my shoulder. So hopefully by the time oh. you come, or mm-hmm. I can just, I can do that like thing that in the 80s movie where I just come up behind you and um show you the right way to do
0: it. <laughs> How do you feel about the thing where you just, um you like roll it from between your legs? What do they call it? Like granny style granny or style?
1: something? Right. <laughs> well, it happens. And doesn't get it down there very fast. No, it doesn't. Um, there's also these things for kids that's like, um, it's almost like a ladder. It's like a slide and you put the ball up and you oh, kind of sure. aim. I'm more for that than mm-hmm. bumpers because at least you're learning to aim and mm-hmm. that's a huge part of, of learning the mechanics of, of it. So if they can aim that little machine thing or whatever it is, the slide, and then push the ball down. You're halfway there. Mm -hmm. Then they just need the strength to be able to like throw the ball.
0: Right. Well, half the charm of bowling with little kids is when they just kind of heave it and it goes thunk (laughs) on the floor and you're like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Why isn't there a hole
0: in the ground? Like Exactly. Uh, Well, I'm all of a sudden, I'm really glad that I picked this topic. I'm really glad that you're here with me. You're the expert. To guide us through <laughs> oh, <no>. these bowling <laughs> clips, <laughs> um, before we get into it, let's make sure that we thank our archivists for finding these for us. Um, quite a few clips yeah. these week this week, uh, so thank you very much to our friend Amy Shepard, who got a couple of these clips, to Barb Detman, to Christine Mello. I hope that's how she says her name. Uh, to Ashley Gilliam some fine work by Ashley and to Allison Thompson. So thank you ladies, one and all, for finding these and making my job easy. So let's get into this first clip. This one is from the very first week of the show. I think it was started on the 7th, right? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yep. Yep. The Friday of the very first week of TBTL on the radio And this is a theme that has come up over and over and over throughout the life of TBTL. And this is Luke talking about uh, how sad he is that a bowling alley is going to be converted into condos. (music)
4: Well, the, the dude is not going to be abiding much longer in Ballard because in a tragic turn of events, Sunset Lanes, the corner of uh, 15th and Market, has, uh, it's announced that the bowling alley has been sold, will be shut down come April and uh, on its hallowed, hallowed grave site will be built some cookie-cutter luxury apartments. Congratulations, Seattle. You did it. You took out one of the last truly funky Seattle kind of places, and you replaced it with something that looks like everything else in this city. When I moved away from Seattle maybe five or six years ago, Seattle was full of these kinds of places. And I know that the development of Seattle has gone on for, you know, 20 years, if not more, but I feel like it's really sped up in the last few years as all this money has poured in as real estate prices have gone up and up and up. And for me to come back to Seattle and find a place where LaLani Lanes has been flattened and where uh, Ballard, you want to buy a condo there, it's $500,000 for a two bedroom condo in Ballard. I mean, what's next? The Yankee Diner will be torn down. Azteca on Market Street, these are the kind of lovably lame Seattle spots that I grew up with. Jan, I know you grew up with. Sunset Bowl in particular.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, my mother used to drop me off there. In the morning, they had a child care center with an actual like like preschool teacher who led us in songs like The Wheels on the Bus.
4: Who smelled a little bit like uh, special grown-up medicine, <laughs> yeah. which you later learned uh, was yeah. gin but still.
2: (laughs) And my mom would actually bowl like back-to-back leagues. I mean, we'd be in In there for hours. Oh, yes. Like all the moms, that was the big thing that you would do is get together and be in in leagues because the bowling alley offered free babysitting.
4: And you were at Sunset Lanes earlier this week scouting it out because we have intentions to do a live broadcast from there. There's a little acoustical challenge uh, that we're going to get over, but you were there this week and. You said that the people you talked to that worked there said the place is packed. This is not an issue of oh, no. yeah, it's, business.
2: It's incredibly busy. I mean, we were trying to you know reserve a bunch of lanes and everything. And they're like, we just can't do that on a Friday night. It's way too busy.
4: Well, uh, The Stranger did a nice piece of reporting, Erica Barnett, writing about the closing of Sunset Lanes. Uh, the developer that has purchased the site is called Avalon Communities. They bought it for uh, $13.2 million dollars. And the Avalon website, The Stranger, was able to find out, lists rental rates for their luxury apartments starting at around $1,200 for a studio. So I guess that even a packed out bowling alley, because I've been to Sunset Lanes many times when I've visited Seattle in the last few years. Because me and my friends will go, let's go back to Sunset Lanes, let's hit the lounge, because that's kind of what we used to do. And uh, see, I said kind of instead of the other thing. Sean, was, Sean had his finger. He
2: was ready to go. I almost said sort of. Right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> passed the test again, Tory. <laughs> and we would meet up at Sunset Lanes, and yeah, you couldn't get a lane. You couldn't get into the lounge. Mm-hmm. It's always packed, but I guess there's just no competing with that sort of money that gets generated. Now, that wasn't a test. <laughs> that was me doing what I'm trying not to do.
2: Well, the profit that they're making per month, I'm sure, doesn't compare to a check for 13 million dollars
4: this is the thing that really bums me out though about it is that now lalani lanes a little north of there on greenwood was with the lani kai room was i thought one of the most classic seattle places to hang out they had a big fireplace in the bowling alley lounge Mm -hmm. they had these vinyl captain's chairs that were (laughs) spread about all the tables that leaned way back which got really fun once you'd had a few well-prepared adult beverages and when i came back and saw that that place had been shut down it was i felt like it was like that was the mlk and that was gone but i said to myself we've still got bobby (laughs) we've still got bobby kennedy we've still got sunset lanes and so immediately we we shifted our we shifted our operations a little south to mm-hmm. so Sunset Lanes. Yeah. And so now to lose this, too, this is almost too much for me to take. This is, this is too much. Sunset Lanes walks into the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. It gives a great speech after winning California. Right. And it walks through that kitchen. Fatal mistake, Sunset Lanes. Fatal mistake. And by the way, uh, for people who will say, well, you've still got uh, the garage on Capitol Hill... Not they the pro- same. They're putting a lucky strike in at Bell Square. Those are not bowling alleys. No. Those are overpriced cocktail lounges for people from the 425 where occasionally someone rolls a bowling ball and you see their thong sticking up over their jeans. Right.
2: You're not going to get to talk to, like, Velma. Mm-hmm. You know, who's been coming there for 100 years, and she lives over on 3rd and Ninth. and you're not going to be able to see her. You're not going to be able to talk to anybody who's a real person, who has a real story.
4: Bowling alleys are supposed to be a place where you're scared of at least 60% of the patrons. Right. Where homeless people can have a cup of coffee and spend 12 to 20 hours there. Mm-hmm. This is what bowling alleys are for. They are not to be glitzy and glamorous. One time, I was living in Miami for a while, and my kid was out there with me, and we wanted to go bowling, and it was a Sunday, and we went to a lucky strike. And I'm sure you guys all know what a lucky strike is, right? That we he's... know it
2: because that's where that 70s show cast used to hang out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it tells you a lot yeah. about Wilmer Valderrama, Fez, <laughs> huh. if that is your real name. <laughs> well, we tried to go to this lucky strike in, in Miami Beach, and I went in, and I... It was like a Sunday afternoon, and I asked the guy how long to get a lane. And it's me and my, at that time, maybe 12-year-old daughter. And he goes, Oh, five or six hours. But if you want to have cocktails,
2: <laughs> and I it's just – It's more of a bar than a
4: bowling alley. Yeah, and no one cares about their bowling. No one's wearing those awesome wrist guards. Right. No one has a bowl, a bowling ball that's – clear but with a rose in the middle of it like bill murray and kingpin
2: or take the time to dry their hands at the little fan
4: nobody's rocking the talc on their hands and so i mean is this what we want in seattle do we want to be miami beach Because right now you've got – I read five bowling alleys left in Seattle, in in the city limits of Seattle, although I think that that's stretching. And I know that there's Imperial Lanes.
2: Are they including Kenmore Lanes? Because that is not in the city of Seattle.
4: Yeah. I don't think that there are – are they including – there's a bowling alley at the University of Washington Husky Union Building. Are they including
2: that? Maybe, although it's not public. It's not like we can go.
4: I think at this point you've got to drive to the outer margins of Seattle if you want to bowl at a real – Divey bowling alley. Over Christmas time I was at my folks' house in Silverdale, and one of the nights me and my kid and my kid brothers we went to Bremerton Lanes. And now that's a bowling alley. I'll bet. I mean it was like it was like they had just got done shooting deliverance there. <laughs> there was there was inbreeding, there was People were drinking beer in the women's bathroom and trying to talk to my <laughs> underage sister. I mean, other women. Right. <laughs> I'm happy to report. We just kind of, we, we sort of circled our wagons. I know. <laughs> we circled our wagons. We, we wondered what had become of humanity. Right. And we you loved have the experience it.
2: experience you should have. And we
4: loved every minute of it. <laughs> so, uh, I just want to say that if you live, In one of these condos that will ultimately be built over Sunset Lanes. May you be haunted by the ghosts of all the gutter balls and stiff drinks and Virginia Slims that made Sunset Lanes the best place ever. Late at night, may you be haunted by the sounds of macadamia. The 300-pound white guy who would sing the entire Jodeci catalog (laughs) every Saturday night. (laughs) And may you never find peace.
0: Well put. Lovely sentiment. Thank you. Christy, my favorite part of this clip is (laughs) Sean dinging Luke every time he says sort of.
1: (laughs) I know it makes me want to go back and re-listen to the whole episode. Mm Because you must have... Or that whole week, because it must have been a topic.
0: Yes, I think it was. Either he noticed or people had been letting him know, as Radio <laughs> Cairo radio listeners mm-hmm. do, that he used the vocal crutch, sort of. So he was trying to stop, and he had instructed Sean to give him the bell every time.
1: <laughs> and I thought it was pretty hilarious. And this was back when he took feedback, I guess. I guess. <laughs> this is the first and last show.
0: <laughs> right. But I'm impressed with Sean over it because a mm-hmm. couple of those sort of, it's just such a like a vocal filler that I don't even notice some of them. I guess I'm just really mm-hmm. used to Luke's speech patterns, but
1: good for Sean for yeah. getting them. And you have to be on it because he's already, when I first met him, I was like, please tell me how the drop button works. I think I've Mm -hmm. told this before. And um, he was like, well, you basically have five fucks. You can say, fuck, 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 fuck. And on that sixth one, you're fucked. (laughs) 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 Because it's the seven second delay. So he can get them. But on that last one, he's not going to get it. Because there just isn't Uh time. Um, So for him to be like answering calls, getting the commercials, the music, all, all queued up, plus being on the drop button, plus doing the ding... Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. That's pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: Uh, so tell me what happened with
1: Sunset Lanes. Are there, in fact, cookie-cutter condos there now? Oh, it's awful. So it used to be this town. They've talked about it before. that That was a fishing village. It was like a Scandinavian fishing town. And so that's why all the hipster bars are named things like... Mm I can't even think that are named after what they used to whatever King's Hardware, which I call King's hipster. Um, do what used to be a cool hardware store or like these boat and tackle used to be a a tackle shop and, and you would go in and it would all be all these like grizzly fishermen. And it's just not that anymore. It's strip malls and Starbucks and condos that are way too expensive and no one can live there. Um, Mm -hmm. and all the culture is definitely gone. Um, So I looked up these apartments. I know exactly where they are. Well, because I knew where Sunset Lanes was. I had gone there a couple times. Um, But it is now the AVA or I guess AVA, Mm A-V-A, apartments where a one bedroom for 713 square feet is between $1,975 and $2,120. Whew. Yeah. (laughs) And they're totally haunted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) for sure they're haunted (laughs) for sure haunted (laughs) that costs extra Mm -hmm. well this isn't
0: this isn't unique to Seattle unfortunately I mean I you guys talk about the real estate market there and it's insane I mean the Mm -hmm. Twin Cities isn't like that but we do have our own housing bubble and so forth going on and the cookie cutter condos and and I don't even mind the loss of culture so much. I mean, I do, but I understand that, you know, change comes to us all. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no stopping progress, quote unquote, but
1: I just wish they weren't so ugly. They, they all look the same and they're frozen in whatever um, designers say is the cool colors and styled that mm-hmm. year. And so all it is... Everywhere is mid-century modern, atrocious looking condos that no one can afford to live in, like not real people. But I mean, Seattle already, I mean, all of probably West Coast, I would, I would say, has very young history. Like if you go to New York City, you see like 1500s or, you know, there's so much stuff. And here, if there's a hundred year old building, it's amazing. And then, you know, in Europe, it's like thousands of years, right? So Mm -hmm. we've already taken our very young history and turned it into this. And so that's why it's also heartbreaking to see all these um, historic buildings going away. Hmm. And I mean, a bowling alley isn't a historic building, but it is. It's the neighborhood.
0: Well, it's a different kind of history. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a scuzzier Mm -hmm. part of history. That's
1: all. Have you ever been to one of these lucky strikes? No, I don't know what he's talking about. It is the absolute worst. Like everything you think of. If Joe Rogan and Guy Fieri were a building that had bowling. Gross. I mean, it's dark. It's loud, pounding music. The theme is like fire. So like they'll be wearing bowling shirts, but they'll have like flames on them. And it's definitely a bar that just happens to have bowling and it's a bunch of people that don't know the rules. So there are definite rules about bowling, not just rules like of the game, but um, common courtesies that that you do when you're bowling. They just don't have that because they don't know. They don't know about it and they this place doesn't have it. So it's like part dance club, mostly bar that has like 10 to $15 drinks and then a bowling alley in there. And so it's really annoying to actually know how to bowl and go to 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 these places.
0: Well, how come they don't know the courtesies? You would think that these people also grew up with neighborhood bowling alleys.
1: But do you think that's true? I I think that kind of died out because I, I feel like in the late 90s and and to like early aughts, I guess they say, those all went away. And so you don't have that as much. I mean, up here we do because we're kind of in the suburbs. So we have two, I believe, three nearish to us. I mean, w- at least within a 10-minute drive. But you don't have that in Seattle. Like, if you're a kid growing up in Seattle, you don't have the bowling alley to have birthday hmm. parties at or, or learn about that at all.
0: Oh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so did your mom do the same thing as Jen's mom and use the bowling alley for childcare while she was in the
1: bowling leagues? Well, yes, but I don't think they paid any money there. <laughs> we just ran around like it would be ah, like, here's sure. a bag of quarters. Um, and there you go. And all of our friends were also in it. And so we just ran around like crazy mm-hmm. people until we were old enough to be on the league.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason that they have arcades
1: and bowling alleys, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> but I love that Jen's mom did that. This is another, we've talked about this before, how Jen's upbringing doesn't really match with going to Jesus Creek and being so Jesusy, like mm-hmm. following the Rolling Stones and then just dropping them off at a at a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. That just mm-hmm. doesn't seem <laughs> doesn't jive with what I what I know. Yep. Well, unfortunately,
0: you can see how this all went because they talked about how Sunset Lanes was even really busy. So it's not like it was a dying business. But I mean, given the rents that you quoted there, it's like a no brainer Mm -hmm. that you would sell your building and make a mint. And that's got to be more profitable than than uh, bowling i think that's what happened here remember uh luke and andrew's magical night at nye's polonaise (laughs) that they talk about i think that's what happened it's not that the that the uh, bar was doing so poorly it was that people wanted the land for condos
1: Mm -hmm. and you can't really blame the owner i mean he's probably older person that has a mortgage and a bunch of bills and probably is it isn't making too much profit, probably just enough to keep his family fed. And then you get $8 million. Like that's the right. lottery.
0: Who wants to spend their days like spraying the no, bowling rental no shoes? One does. Nobody.
1: <laughs> I mean, luckily some people do, but um, yeah, if between that and $8 million, you have to go with that. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it was probably a conversation with family members and, Employees and hopefully they d- they did right by them, but they don't have to. <laughs> I mean, nope, right?
0: Nope. That that's life, baby. Yeah. Um, Luke was very funny in this where he <laughs> he compared the bowling alley being demolished to the assassination of Bobby Kennedy, <laughs> which I thought. Where was did a that even
1: dramatic come from? <laughs> it feels like he watched a documentary the night before. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Because that's out of nowhere. (laughs) That's why I wish I had had listened to the whole day, because maybe it built up. Maybe it was the anniversary of the assassination or something. Maybe they had a
0: guest on the previous hour that wrote a book about Bob Kennedy or something. I don't know,
1: but it was funny, but (laughs) so random. I had just read an article about the busboy that held him after it happened oh I saw that yeah it was such I a good did article not like the ending no it's kidding I didn't <laughs> read it at all <laughs> but I saw the headline and it was interesting um yeah so I just read that article it's very short um interesting um story of this of this busboy who was like 17 at the time and um so that was already on my mind and then I saw this so maybe something like that happened to him mm, maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, shall we move on? Yes. This is definitely a thread that sort of runs through the rest of these (laughs) clips. So we can just keep this gentrification
1: thread in mind. Yeah. So we have two clips, one from October of 2009 and one from November of 2009. Let's take a listen.
4: But this has been a week where there have been a lot of miscommunications in my life. You know, we're on a bowling team now. Vanessa what? and I and DJ Tuna and the mummy <laughs> and Grizza, and Jake. <laughs> and Vanessa sent out an email yesterday that told everyone uh, it, this bowling league is so much fun, by the way. They What's have the little, name of
2: your team? It's
4: The, uh, the Sweet Rolls.
2: <laughs> sweet Rolls.
4: <laughs> and uh, the bowling uh, league uh, has little theme nights. It's really cute because on the first day, the guy running it said, look, this is a drinking league where we also bowl. (laughs) So just so you know, although.
2: Is it just right down here?
4: Yeah, it's over there at the Imperial Lanes. So Vanessa is kind of the team manager, and she sent out an email yesterday telling everyone that last night was mustache night, and uh, she was off by a week. So Jamie and Jake show up with these ridiculous mustaches (laughs) drawn on. And uh they were the only people. And we had and Vanessa made these mustaches that were on a stick. So it was like a like a like a um a shish kebab kind mm-hmm. of thing with a little stash on it that you can hold up, which was pretty cool. But we were the only team that was and then um and but then it was kind what kinda, was the theme? Uh there wasn't a theme. Oh, okay. We just looked ridiculous. <laughs> and by the way, for us what's supposedly a drinking league where they allow bowling to go on, these people are freaking good. I mean, there were like these are these basically hipsters who must have – I don't know if they watched Kingpin a lot as as kids or if they were like bowling nerds who now got cool. But it's like somebody in skinny jeans who also rolls like Earl Bowman. Is that guy a bowler?
2: No. Anthony.
4: Earl Anthony. Anthony. Earl Scheib. <laughs> <I think laughs>
2: He'll
4: also paint your car for $99.
2: I think it's because most of us all grew up in bowling alleys. You know, I mean, that was like what all of our parents did.
4: I know that's where you were raised, Sunset Lanes. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, all these people in this league are awesome. We
2: no, I all seventy, so it didn't. My growing up years didn't serve me well.
4: Yeah, you were more in the video in the arcade section right. playing mean, Super crane. Mario Brothers. That, yeah, that I can do. Bring it. So we're on the arrow plane <laughs> last night. Van and I are, and we're um, we f- have a freak out because my friend the Mummy texts me. And says like, "Hey, are you guys doing bowling tonight? Because I'm here at the bowling alley, and I realize that our flight is exactly when bowling is supposed to be happening. And we're, you know, it was Vanessa's idea to do this league. We're kind of the people who started it. We're we think of ourselves really as the glue that holds this thing together. Would you agree, Van?
5: Well, I will. I I am the team captain.
4: Right. Not to brag.
5: Right, and you are actually the co-captain.
4: <laughs> I didn't even know that. I have so m- I get so many what? awards and so many plaudits during a, a normal week that oh. I don't even know a lot of them. <laughs> the fact that I'm co-captain of the Sweet Rolls. Well, so mm-hmm. anyway.
5: Well, you are.
4: So I'm just assuming this thing's going to hell in a handbasket because the captain and co-captain aren't going to be there. And everyone's going to show up, and they're not going to know what to do, and there's just going to be a, you know Grizzles on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, these people are going to show up and they're going to be lost without their leaders. Now, let me throw this in the mix. We have the lowest score in the entire league. We have going into, uh, last night, we had a zero. We had never won. We had never <laughs> won, a, 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 a night. We had never won a, um, you know, a, a competition with any of the other teams. And so we had a zero, but here was the truly humiliating thing. We had a zero and another team that we hadn't yet played also had a zero, but they were still leading us. They some, we actually had the worst, the worst zero you can have. (laughs) Our zero was below someone else's zero. It was
5: based on our picture. It made us go negative.
4: (laughs) We looked so homely in our picture that we actually, we were actually, we were losing to a team that had zero points. So this is just kind of like setting the scene, going into last night's competition. Now they don't have their captain and co-captain, the heart and soul of the Sweet Rolls. So I look at Vanessa like, oh, this is terrible. Like, this is just going to be a bloodbath. So we send some texts off to the various people on the team like, hey, you know, sorry, we're not going to make it. Good luck. And then I'm just, you know, I'm expecting that when we land, we're going to just, you know— the police are going to be over at the Imperial Lanes. Like, there's, you know, they'll, been, they'll have been called to try to, like, you know, do a crime scene investigation over how brutal the destruction of the uh, Sweet Rolls has been. But that wasn't what happened. What was the message that you received on your telephone, sweetie?
5: All right, let me see if I can, Well, I don't know if I can call it up here. Oh, wait. Here we go. Okay. He says, Jim Gates says... First, he says, we are so getting our asses kicked. Have a safe flight.
3: <laughs> okay, then right.
5: he sends me – then then we land, and he says, the Sweet the sweet rolls won both games WTF.
4: WTF, indeed. That's then, awesome. Then I get – no, it's not awesome, Sean.
0: That you guys won.
4: No, because uh, we weren't there, which means we're <laughs> the people that have been keeping the freaking team down the whole time. <laughs> well, now you know not to go back. I get an email from my buddy Eli Sanders. He says – who's also on the Sweet Rolls, he says, "Um, not saying you've been holding us back or anything, but we had our first win tonight! (laughs) (laughs) So it turns
5: out... So embarrassing! It turns out
4: we're the ones who suck, sweetie.
5: We are. We are indeed the ones who suck. I I didn't think so, honestly, because, you know, I... I, Well, it's hard to admit that you're the one who sucks. You actually... You're you're a better bowler than I am for sure, um, and you know you score pretty well usually. I mean, I just wonder. Like, I guess did we play the one other team that had yet to win?
4: But they had a better night? zero than us, so I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> they were still they were the they were like in Vegas. They were like a two and a half point favorite going in.
3: Mm-hmm. We were
4: still the underdogs. The sweet We were still mean. the underdogs. Forget it. It's a gambling reference. right. Just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh the question sweetie is, do we go back next week? do we dare show our faces around there or do we just do we just you know basically call it what it is, which is that we were a millstone around the neck of the sweet rolls, of and we were dragging the, it down the to
5: awesomeness the, of the sweet to rolls the
4: briny deep, and what we need to do is we need to just retire and let them let those birds
6: fly.
5: I know. I mean, I, I maybe that makes sense, but maybe I'm just too selfish. I, I love our bowling night. I love going to the bowling night, even though I bring the sweet rolls down.
0: You should just be there for support. Be their cheer system, their cheer team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. We
5: can get... You know what? Maybe that's true because I have yet... There is the Miss Pac-Man machine there, and I've never played since we've been there. And I always take my little roll of quarters ready to play in case we have one too many girls, but it hasn't worked out in such a way that I can go and play. Maybe the best way... maybe that's what I'll do.
4: Maybe the best way you can help the team is by playing Miss (laughs) Pac-Man while everyone else is bowling. Exactly. Maybe I'll do the skill crane and try to win that Seahawks hat that I've had my eye on. Mm
5: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we need to do and then it'll just be awesome.
4: Yeah, okay. Well, sweetie, at least at least at least we can like share in the humiliation. At least, you know, it's both of us. It's not just like I didn't show up and we won or vice versa. That would be too much shame for
5: one person to bear. Right. And and we can now, you know, no longer be completely ashamed of our totally losing team. I I actually feel like it's the best of both worlds because now I'll get to play as Pac-Man. And get to be on a team that doesn't totally suck.
4: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you can find the ray of sunshine in all of this. Because for me, it's just (laughs) it's a real it's a real uh, blow to my ego, which is already very frail, as you know.
1: Okay, love the name Sweet Rolls. Love it. Would you join a bowling league now? At this point in your life, it depends. I
0: think I would join an LRB bowling league if I got oh God, to hang out so with fun. you guys and bowl.
1: How <laughs> fun think. would that be? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: If I had to like go to my local bowling alley, uh, Flaherty's Arden Bowl, which is a big, healthy bowling alley out here in Arden Hills, Minnesota. If I just had to go and like sign up for a league by myself, mm-hmm. uh, not going to do that. I don't want to talk to strangers.
1: What if it's... So you're on a trivia team. I don't know if you've talked about that before. You guys are really good. Would you do something like that? Like a group of five friends joins up. So you know everybody. You yeah. You know their quirks. I would. You would. Okay. Uh-huh. Would you join one that has themed weeks where you dress up? No. <laughs> I would not.
0: No mustache night for Anne. No. no.
1: <laughs> oh talk about hipster. That is just too No much. kidding. At mm-hmm. Toute, well, Luke. And this kind of this kind of is future seeing with his uh softball team where they're out to have fun and the other people are very serious and good. I just feel right. like they need to have specifications like this is a beer league. Mm -hmm. this is for fun we are terrible our average score is 50 and we are serious we wear arm guards we have Mm -hmm. talk we um you know everything um and not put those two together because it's not fun for anyone
0: no luke just thinks he wants to be on in a drinking league that bowls until he gets there and he's getting his ass kicked right then his little fantasy dissolves
1: <laughs> well, it's also because when he drinks, he can't bowl anymore. <laughs> like it's true. There's a difference. Like he probably whatever it is, every Wednesday night would get blackout. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And lose. Uh, yep. <laughs> but I hate when things are like we have a a wine club that has a book problem. Like, hey, I'm out. Right there, I'm out. Or a drinking league with that bowl sometimes. No, I'm out on that.
0: Uh, now, here's a question. If you founded a bowling team, if you were the captain mm-hmm. and co-captain, <laughs> um, would you ditch it? <laughs> oh. Would you just be like, oh, I guess we got a
1: game tonight. Oh, well, won't be there. We're on a plane. No, because I would write down every day that there's a game. And if I, like, maybe they got cheap tickets or, you know, they have to travel for some reason. Then you find people to fill in for you. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, you're getting a text from the mummy. The mummy's more responsible than you. (laughs) what is happening <laughs> so the mummy texts you and says i are you guys even showing up and then you're like oh crap that sucks no that would this never thing happen. that i put together come on <laughs> but luckily it worked out for everybody
0: it really did i mean i guess luke's pride is wounded Finding out that he is the anchor that's dragging them down. Or he—he, he, I guess he could say that maybe Vanessa is the anchor that's dragging them down. But
1: I'm sure he would say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
0: But on the other hand, he can focus more on his drinking. Mm-hmm. And then they can win some games. And Vanessa can play Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Which sounds <laughs> like it does work out for everybody. <laughs>
1: I love just imagining her having a little bag of quarters and just so excited that there will be there will be too many women. And then she's like, yes. But instead, (laughs) she's like, I got to thinking today because it's always
0: Ms. Pac-Man in the Mm -hmm. arcades, right? It's never regular plain old Pac-Man. And I thought, wait a minute, why is it always Ms. pac I kind of went on a deep dive. (sighs) Okay. Well, it was a very shallow deep dive on Ms. Pac-Man. But um, it's generally accepted that it's a better game. Because Pac-Man only had like one maze. Do you even call Mm -hmm. it a maze? One board. And Ms. Pac-Man had four. Mm -hmm. And um, they said with Pac-Man, all the ghosts were programmed to move in pre- Uh, determine patterns so if you watched long enough you could figure out where they were going Mm -hmm. but the Ms. Pac-Man ghosts there was more I don't know AI stuff so they could alter their behavior based on what
1: you did isn't that wild? Interesting yeah I also know that well anytime I've ever seen Ms. Pac-Man it's a sit-down tabletop game oh um and so I don't know if that helps with anything Hmm. I don't, I don't
0: think I've seen that version. I've only seen the really standard
1: arcade. They always had them at game. Pizza Hut. Oh God, Pizza Hut! <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have Book It? My book brothers did or book read it. it.
0: It was Book you It. Didn't? Yep, they could get their personal pan pizza, yes. and we went to the Pizza Hut, and my parents would always get the salad bar mm-hmm. because my parents are determined to be healthy, mm-hmm. even at Pizza Hut. And I would get salad bar, but I would just eat the chocolate pudding.
1: (laughs) My dad was always like, this is such a scam. Because, yes, the kids get personal pizza, but the parents had to buy a full meal. Mm -hmm. And I think you had to get a drink and we didn't drink soda. Like Mm. we weren't allowed to. Um, But... Yeah, my dad was just raging about that the other day. Like, th- this many years later, he's like, that Book It program was such a scam. And you loved books so much, you would just fill up one of those a week. But
0: the Pizza Hut glasses were those red, pebbly plastic yes. glasses.
1: Mm-hmm. You like And those? then
0: I know how you feel about crushed ice. Mm-hmm. You like the pellets. Yes. And that was very much a Pizza Hut thing, so it's that was that I think that was the one place where we had that stuff isn't it
1: amazing these kinds of things that imprint on your mind from childhood like textures of things and well I Mm -hmm. remember at one point I I became a vegetarian probably like 10 or 11 and then I was like well I'd rather have the salad bar and then it I just kind of aged out of it Mm -hmm. in that way but um yeah good old book it Glad that's not around anymore. I'd be eating a lot of Pizza Hut. <laughs> Why are we talking
0: about Pizza Hut all of a sudden?
1: This <laughs> is a show about oh, bowling. Oh, because of Miss Pac Man.
0: <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So uh the upshot of these clips is that Luke's uh behavior in terms of like intramural sports haven't changed that much. Mm-mm. Um, but probably he's better on the drinking, I oh. think. So mm-hmm. that's an important Which we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spoil the next clip. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Speaking of which, let's go to another pair mm-hmm. of clips. Um <laughs> one, The first one is from March of 2011. And... The next one is from July of 2014, so like three and a half years later, and they both involve the same incident where Luke got into a little kerfuffle at the bowling alley. And the first one is Luke telling about the incident to Jen immediately after it happened. And the second one is Andrew, who was actually there for it, reflecting on it years later.
4: Uh, some other good advice, I think, uh, for me and for everyone would be: don't get don't get banned for life from your local bowling alley when you live in a city like Seattle, where there are actually precious few bowling alleys, um, and one of them happens to be like four blocks from your house because it's gonna. And also, when that bowling alley has a Miss Pac Man machine, which your girlfriend loves playing, uh, because it's precisely what happened to me on Saturday night. Um, what happened was. We were the only people in the bowling alley. Okay, a couple of things about this bowling alley. Uh, Number one, they have decided that they want to do, like, cosmic bowling on Saturday nights. Are you familiar with cosmic bowling flash?
2: No. I'm familiar with the bowling alley, but uh, not of cosmic bowling. Cosmic
4: bowling is where they put, like, this, um, uh, they, uh, they, they, they turn on all these, like, strobe lights and black lights, and they turn the overhead lights down. And then um, it's like and there's
2: like constellations.
4: Yeah, and they play they play cool hip music, and the balls. A lot of the balls have some kind of, I don't know, day glow something in them so that they respond to a black or ultraviolet. I see. So okay. the balls are kind of glowing, and uh, there's it's you- a concept. It's a concept, and it's actually really popular. Like uh, they've they have successfully turned a lot of bowling alleys into like the fun, cool place to hang out at eleven o'clock at night. Well, this bowling alley in my neighborhood, Imperial Lanes. They've decided that, that, that they'd also like to have um, a happening, rockin' clientele at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday, but they're not gonna go out and spend the money to really get, like, a cosmic bowling setup. So what they basically do is turn the lights out, and then turn on, like, three of the most pathetic little, like, sort of strobe kind of lights that don't even illuminate the lanes in any way. So you are basically operating in total darkness. <laughs> oh, and, BT-dubs, no music uh there is a jukebox which you can put in which is one of those I freaking hate these jukeboxes that are connected to the internet so it's like 5 dollars a song mhm I want some I I you know I want some good old fashioned regular jukebox that's like 10 cents per song or whatever it is 5 songs yep. for a dollar and I don't care if most of it is um uh, George Strait which actually would be perfectly fine and then the rest of it is like um Air supply, uh, air supply, and maybe a little color me bad. That's fine. I can work with whatever you have in your jukebox. I do not want to spend 11 minutes trying to like get through the connection to get Gorilla's Dirty Harry <laughs> and pay 250 for it. It's such bullshit. But anyway, so they don't really have cosmic bowling. They just turn out the lights at some point and you can't see anything, and that's supposed to be like more fun. So we're and there. Very
2: safe for women.
4: Absolutely. Well, <laughs> the good news was. Uh, we were the only people there, so uh, there. If if there was if there was any kind of molesté, <laughs> as Tignataro would say, uh, it would have been a short list of suspects. It would have been me, my friend Andrew, and a couple of these other guys who were with us. So anyway, it's now uh, about twelve o'clock, and we have two frames left. We're in the ninth frame of bowling, and we're bowling as fast as we can. And the dude at that front desk flips on the lights and says, uh, all right, you guys are done. And I was like, there's no way. He's not going to let us finish our last. I mean, there had to be more cleaning to do. We were going to be there for like three more minutes. So I went over to the desk, and I, the, the first fatal error that I made was I was trying to show off. So I, I told everyone, it'll be fine. I'll get it taken care of. Like I had, I had yeah. sort of made it so that it was like, Luke's here. Everything's going to be cool. That was mistake number one, because now I was really on the hook to work it out.
2: You were emotionally invested. Well, and
4: also my pride, my reputation was on the line. Yeah. My reputation as the guy, not that I have this rep, but I'd like to. (laughs) And this was really your building block. I figured this was going to be where the legend started.
2: Yeah, this is foundational. Not
4: La Leyenda de Begote Burbo, which is the legend of Burbank Mustache. (laughs) which is the other legend about me. But this was going to be the legend of Luke Burbank, smooth talker, who can get people to do things uh, even if they don't want to. So I went over and I said, hey, man, can you just let us... I I was really trying to be nice. I said, hey, man, could you just let us um, just finish this game? It's going to be really quick. And he's like, it's not going to be quick. And I I, I said, we're in the ninth frame. He goes, you have two frames left, the ninth and the tenth. I got to go home. And then I said well, what if we're just really, really fast? He's like, sorry, man, nope, nope. But he wasn't, like, leaving the door open. He was just, like, I felt like he was being pretty severe about it. And then, so then it started to get negative because then I said, and I probably broke this out too early. I said, do you know who I am? No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. (laughs) I said, well, why would you let us start another game when you knew that we weren't going to be able to finish it? And then he went into something about how he had told us, although, he hadn't, because we probably wouldn't have started another game. Um, and so uh, so then I said, fine. So as I'm walking away, I could tell he was really agitated now, because I was kind of pressing him on this. I said it a few times. Like, well, wait, I don't understand why you would let us start the game. He says something to me to the effect of, you think you're tough. If I wasn't working, I'd go outside and settle this. This is what this guy says to me. And, uh... I, and I'm like... You have got to be kidding me. But I was already at this point walking back towards where everybody was. So I just went over and I just said, this guy is a total dick and we're just going to have to be done. And everyone was basically fine with that. Um, except me. Because this guy had challenged me to a fight. So then I go back over and I go, did you seriously challenge me to a fight? You want to actually fight about this? Let's go outside. And he looks at me. And I have to say, game recognize game a little bit here. He looks at me like I just got off the express bus that came from crazy town he goes what are you talking about i was going to give you free game coupons but now i'm not because you want to fight me and all of my friends are looking at me like why are you trying to fight the bowling alley (laughs) attendant and i'm like he started it and granted i had been drinking so it was like i was not the i was not the sharpest that i am but i wasn't like i wasn't Also, like, slurring and crazy. Well, that I remember anyway. So, but it was like... And so then everyone sort of backed off because they were just like, oh, no, here comes the big dog. And then he, like, looks at me and says under his breath, I I could kick your ass. (laughs) And I go... This is like a movie! It's totally, like, he... We kept saying stuff to me, and then whenever there was anyone around, he would act like I was this crazy, wanting to fight with the bowling alley attendant guy. And he had, no, and he was trying to give me free passes, and he didn't know where I was coming from. It was like, I mean, granted, this all could have been avoided if I would have just been like the first time when he was like, "You have to go," I would have just said, "All right, we have to go." And that was no, like, "This
2: is seriously the plot of a Ben Stiller movie."
4: I know exactly. You're in my world now, Grandmama. That was oh totally gosh. this guy. <laughs> And I mean I don't even know if to if to this day Vanessa or my friends believe me. They probably don't. But really and truly this guy it was so it was so kooky. He kept like kind of antagonizing me and and sort of inflaming the situation and then I would respond but of course again because my wits were a bit slowed I I was like the guy in the football game who like Pushes a guy and he gets the the 15-yard penalty thrown. But then when they watched the replay, the first dude had grabbed the, the other guy in the nutsack when, like, no one was looking and yanked as hard as he could. And now the second guy, like, pushed him. Like, that was me and this guy. So, um, anyway, it just—it um, pretty much went downhill from there. It involved me and him yelling at each other and then him yelling something like, don't ever come back as I walked out. Which I wish I could have turned and said, fine— I'll go to some other bowling alley, but there are like two bowling alleys in Seattle.
2: Yeah, so, and they're hours from your house. I know.
4: So I really did kind of, I, I, I'm so sad about not being able to go back there that I'm almost considering going back and apologizing to this guy. Is that craziness?
2: No, I, I think that might be a good, well, the other thing is that there might be some tens out there who can send you some lists of other places that have <laughs> Ms. Pac-Man, because I actually <laughs> do think that's the biggest issue because Vanessa loves it and she's very good at it.
4: Well, it is the one. She is amazing, and she did get the high score again on that machine, uh, as always. It's really fun because they have Miss Pac-Man at the Twilight, which is this fun bar by our house, and um, and and Vanessa just smokes everyone on that machine. It's like one of those tabletop ones. So there'll always be these guys that are kind of like, oh, "Look out, little lady! I'll show you how it's done," and I'll just be sitting over at the shuffleboard, like <laughs> delighting as like these guys are crying tears of mac and jacks. As uh, as they as they get schooled by my girlfriend, but um, I I uh, I'm sad because also this bowling alley is the only thing we can use to entice people to our neighborhood because it's really kind of the the only
2: one on the west side now.
4: It's the only non well, there is West Seattle Bowl, which is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like West Seattle Bowl way more, but it is a bit further from our house. And and uh, Imperial Lanes and West Seattle are like the two bowling alleys left that and Robin Hood Lanes and Edmonds. There are the three bowling alleys left that are not p- asshole bowling alleys. By which I mean Lucky Strike or the uh-huh. Garage or any of these places where it's like thirty five dollars a game and everyone just shows up to drink apple teenies and maybe you know roll a bowling ball, but maybe not because it's such a scene. Bowling alleys need to be so depressing that your only options are to bowl, to drink a lot, and to play pull tabs. That's that's those that's the essential. I think kind of. Uh, sort of... Well, uh,
2: you could go to the one on Bothell Way.
4: Kenmore Ken Lanes?
2: Down. Yeah.
4: You know what's great? I called Camaro Kev on Saturday night and I said, dude, we're going bowling. He was like, already bowling at Kenmore Lanes, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we were both bowling at different alleys that night because we are winners. I'm really unsure if I want to hear the real answer to this because if you give me the truthful answer, it could be it could make me feel more kind of anxiety and regret. But, like... On nights when you were out with me, and like, say, that bowling alley night, um, and I, you know, all, like, literally almost fight the guy, and we have to like run out of there. What's, did he follow
6: you out to the parking lot? By the way, my memory is possible. he followed us out to the parking lot. I don't remember.
4: My shame followed me out to the parking lot, <laughs> and then for the next week or two, that's literally why I started going to therapy. By the way, that night. But anyway, really? what was your what was your as the person you know you were you didn't go as far with this at at, at Henry's or at Harry's what was it called hard on Harry's at Hanks yes. so you didn't go as far with that as I did at the bowling alley. But I'm just curious. You were at the bowling alley like as as if one of your friends were that night at hanks so what was your feeling
6: about that well the the, the bowling alley thing was more like an adventure i mean i definitely it definitely felt uncomfortable but i had never been in a situation like that before and i'd had my own fair share of beers mm-hmm. and so it for me it was kind of like an adventure but you know vanessa was there she was so not cool with this yeah we didn't know each other that well i think she <laughs> was kind of embarrassed on your behalf as well like in kind of in, in front of you know, we we were hanging out intensely at that point, but not hadn't been hanging out for a long time. So I think she was maybe a little embarrassed. And You hadn't, and like, you so hadn't I kind broken of your that. Luke gets in a fight
4: with a stranger cherry yet,
6: <laughs> right? Exactly. So I mean, it definitely was a little bit uncomfortable. But it, oh, oh, you know what else? There was somebody else there. There was we were with somebody whom. We didn't even know. Do you remember? I took, completely forgot about this part. There was somebody visiting from out of town that I knew from either college or my first job. I don't remember who that person was, but they were also with a friend they were traveling with who I'd never met before. Wait, so and I had,
4: remember There was people. I, I only remember it being you me, v, you, me, Genevieve, and Van. There was other people there.
6: Yeah, there were two other people there, Yikes. one whom I can't remember. And so I remember that I think, though, I felt a little bit, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, for me, I was kind of like, I mean, that is one of the most vivid memories I'll have until I die. So, let's. I, <laughs> I So like, I think that's a kind of a funny, interesting story, especially the way it ended up being, the way it turned out. Um, but having said that, if I knew that that was going to happen, like, every time I went out with you, or, like, if I just felt like you're always kind of looking for trouble in that way, then, yeah, I mean, I think that it would have... um it would have, uh, you know, that would affect how I feel about going out with you. Now, that's not not the case. I mean, I do think that you are more confrontational than me. And we were both, we were all drinking a lot then.
0: Oh, boy, Christy. (laughs) Luke has done worse things in his life. Mm -hmm. But for this to be the episode that sent him to seek therapy is really something. I can't believe we haven't talked about this before in any of the other clip episodes because I
1: feel like it ticks a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Big dogging, <laughs> drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therapy. <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> so let's talk about cosmic bowling first, okay. though. Because I do. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yes. Me too. This does sound like a terrible cosmic bowling setup. Because the times that I've experienced it, they have black lights. Mm-hmm. So they turn they turn the lights off, yes, but they have black lights. And everything and glows. Everything glows. They have a whole bunch of like fluorescent balls. Mm-hmm. The pins are lit oh, up. Oh boy. That that is a weird <laughs> phrase out of context. Yeah. Yes, the pins are lit up, uh your clothing glows a lot of the times. And then when Teeth. I've been to it,
1: they always did like '80s music. Mm-hmm. It'll always be a theme, like techno music or '80s music or '90s or hip hop or whatever. Right.
0: So, I would be very disappointed with this particular. Sure.
1: How was it even called setup? Cosmic Bullying? It's because just because they turned the lights off. <laughs> there should be a different name. <laughs>
0: Yes, as Luke said, it's Imperial Lanes just trying to get in on a concept that they're really not set up no. to take part in. No. Um. All right, so I feel like I'm Michelangelo and I've got this big... Block of stone, and I'm standing here with my chisel, and like, hmm, where to start? Where to start? <laughs> right? Where to start
1: on this discussion? Well, even before I heard the second one, um, because you had the, you had the, you f- mined all of this, and so you knew mm-hmm. what was coming. So the my first instinct with listening to the first clip is I was like, ah. How drunk is he? I mean, because he does admit he mm-hmm. was drinking. Yep. And is this really happening? Because one, if it is, this is hilarious. Like Jen said, <laughs> this is like a movie. Yes. Um, But is it actually happening? Because the the person that works there is crazy, if it is, right?
0: Right. Well, <clears throat> okay. So here's a thought that I had about that. Is that Luke can't have it both ways. He doesn't want the hipster bowling alley. He wants the grungy, mm-hmm. grimy, divy bowling alleys. But if you have those, then you have to take the weirdo employees yes. too. You're not going to get somebody who's good at customer service no. and who's personable <laughs> in these and bowling alleys. He
1: won't get fired for what he's doing to you. He won't. At, nope. at Lucky Strike, yes, because there's A corporate policy and an HR Department but not at Whatever imperial lanes There just isn't Mm -mm. and that's what you Like about it
0: (laughs) So yeah You can't hold this guy to a standard That is Not reasonable for this location And I'm sure he was a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. Um, I don't buy that he shouldn't Have allowed them to Start another game Because I don't know, who knows how long they were taking to bowl cuz they had to be pretty drunk.
1: Right. And also they could have been paying by the hour, which in that case they're just like bowl your heart out. If mm-hmm. they're paying by the game, that's pretty shitty that they yeah. did that. But if they're paying right. by the hour, it it doesn't matter. They could also have not paid. You know what I mean? Like they just mm-hmm. kept going like, "Yeah, let's we're let's keep this party rolling." I mean how many mm-hmm. times have we heard that? Let's let's <laughs> just keep this going and the guys like, "No, like last call was an hour ago." Right. And the whole right. and if they looked like maybe all the other lanes were empty.
0: And Luke's justification was pretty lame. He said he told the guy they were they just need to finish these last frames and it was only going to be three minutes Mm -mm. and i'm like oh wait a minute according to what andrew said there were six people there they're gonna bowl two frames in three minutes i don't Mm -mm. think so no way and this guy was like no no i mean if it had been me uh i would have allowed my customers to finish their games but again not cream of the crop (laughs) employee Probably working at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. on a Saturday night, right? And I don't blame the guy for wanting to get the hell out of there. Right. I mean, I I think, um, I mean, obviously, as both of us have put in significant customer service time, <laughs> the one thing that I asked at, as a retail worker is that people respected my time, Mm-hmm. So, from the moment that I open the doors to the moment I close the doors, I am yours. I will listen to your dumb stories about your daughter's cat. I will be helpful with whatever you need. I will do my best to make you happy. But what I really want is that when it comes time for me to go home, that you respect that. Mm-hmm. And Luke and company were not respecting that at all. No. So I understand why this guy was upset about it, even though I don't think he handled it very well. And then, of course, Luke escalated it and escalated it and escalated
1: it. (laughs) So do you think that this guy was doing what he said, like under his breath saying, saying like, I'll get you and then saying, I wanted to give you free passes.
0: (laughs) I... I can believe that he was be like, if I wasn't at work, I could yep. kick your ass. <laughs>
1: what? No, I didn't say anything yeah. like that. What are you talking about? Oh, man, I wish I could have been there. Well, not really, because things like no. this really, really make my anxiety. Okay,
0: okay. Andrew said that he was uncomfortable, but felt that it was an adventure. I would have crawled underneath a table to get away from it. I oh, would have been I think so I uncomfortable
1: wouldn't have ever wanted to hang out with him no
0: I probably would have left I would have minimum gone into the parking no. lot when well, it started and, to heat up but
1: Andrew was also drunk right yes 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 he yes. said he was drinking so then I feel like well it especially me um in the in the few times I've drank I like to f- i like a fight and i'm not <laughs> going to do the fighting but i'm going to get everyone riled up to do the fighting and so i would have been like oh yeah like i would have had his back um, you should stir <laughs> right if i was sober which i probably would have been i would have been the designated driver for these six drunkies um mm-hmm. i would have just been like we gotta go like we gotta get out of here you're not getting us banned this is embarrassing luke you need to eat something don't Mm -hmm. puke in my car like I and this so Vanessa being extremely embarrassed I know I feel bad for her this is such alcoholic mentality of she is um codependent and she is like trying to probably explain away like he never gets like this oh my gosh you know because there's like not just Andrew who's a new friend at the time These strangers that were friends with Andrew, like this whole Mm -hmm. thing is so embarrassing. Yeah, like Andrew's friend and then Andrew's friend's friend. Yes. And she's probably like, oh my gosh, you know, like trying to minimize it, but also be embarrassed and mad. Um, And Luke's just like, has to not only big dog, but also like he's trying to be the fun person. Right. Like we're having fun. Why are you making me stop? And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that he got therapy and has like cut down the drinking since then because yep. this could this would have just only gotten worse. hmm. If that
0: guy had been a little crazier, it could have ended up pretty
1: badly. Mm hmm. Knife fight in the Imperial. <laughs> I mean, just don't fight <laughs> oh, in a bowling God. alley. There's so many heavy things that could be, like, crush your skull. <laughs> yes. Yep. So I fantastic. have been in Vanessa's shoes so many times with a drunk Jeremy and also a drunk ex-husband that, like, hearing Andrew's version of this, like, as soon as it started, I, like... Started cringing and like I felt uncomfortable, and like I started sweating a little bit. And like I put my shirt over my face because I was like, I just wanted to end. How long is this? I kept looking at the clip, like, How long is this gonna go on? I can't do this. (laughs) Oh no, Christy's PTSD. (laughs) Luckily, it was very short. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's just funny to hear that perspective what three years later because you don't usually get that, right? Hmm. I know.
0: Um, in in the fir- first clip, when he's telling Jen about it, you know, he was there with my friend Andrew. I mean, if, mm-hmm. I was like, I hope it's the real Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If it's the first time we heard him mention Andrew or something, but you know
1: that he had to say my friend because yeah. we wouldn't know we who it know was. Who
0: right. That's pretty wild and to Jen
1: hear him reference like that. Didn't know who he was, so he hadn't come in to tell his runaway story or fill in at at Cairo at the time. So it was very mm-hmm. early on. That's interesting. Yep. Yep. And I bet this is one of those things. So it's three years later. He's not together with Vanessa anymore. I am sure this is one of those giant fights that he got in with her. And she was like, you were being such an ass and you did this. And he didn't, he didn't want to hear it. He didn't believe her. Right. Because like when you drink that much and you forget everything and you wake up, you're like, "I, I wouldn't do that. How, well this is what i remember happening you know what i mean and so to have andrew go well actually and andrew's uh-huh. so nice i wish that he was strong andrew at the time like 2018 andrew t- checking him on his behavior because he did give him a pass like well yes. it was an
0: adventure
1: yeah yeah <laughs> And
0: he and if if I thought you were going to do that every time right. I every probably time. wouldn't want but you're not like that. No, you're not, not like, like that. Well, I mean the reason Luke didn't get into fights every time he went out was probably more luck than anything else for a while. Yeah, for sure. Cuz he was certainly living in that headspace where he was more than willing to go there at any given time. Well, yeah. I guess even when I've been irritated with Luke recently, as I have, for certain behavior and statements mm-hmm. that he's made, we can <laughs> still see that he's made a lot of progress Oh yes, <laughs> in the last 10 years. So I'm happy mm-hmm. for him for that. I'm happy for
1: Carrie for that too. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's been such a good, good, I guess, role model for change or mm-hmm. vehicle for change. And at least he doesn't drink like that anymore. Yep. It was fun, though, on a couple of the, the events that he did get like that.
0: I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't make for a good story. Right. It certainly does.
1: <laughs> yeah, the I think the Mandarin Gate fights, just like there should just be, maybe we should do that as a clip show. All of the different altercations that he got into <laughs> at Mandarin Gate would be, but I think we would just end up like really depressed uh, by the yeah, end. Yeah, Probably. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, should we go to this next clip? <laughs> yes, I love this so one. Much. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this one is from December of 2015.
4: We've been talking about bowling alley bars, and uh, Andrew, you were saying that you aspire someday, if everything goes right, to spend more time <laughs> in bowling alley bars. But not bowl. Just no, go no, no, to the just... bowling alley bar as a destination of itself. In a, in an attempt to meet Lindy West. Right. And um, listener Zach said, Andrew, a word of advice against hanging out in... Bowling alley bars. If you do this regularly, you're liable to meet my friend Gary's mom. Every time I went bowling while I was in high school, I'd be confronted by a half-in-the-bag Mickey. To picture Mickey, just think about the sort of woman who would be chain-smoking basic ultralight 100s while binge-drinking whiskey sours and would-be-nicknamed Mickey, all while in a bowling alley bar at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday in north-central Illinois in the mid-1990s. And you know exactly what sort of woman she is, or at least used to be. To be fair, I haven't seen Mickey in close to a decade. That said, it's my belief that all bowling alley bars are filled with my friend Gary's mom or women exactly like her, regardless of the time of day, time of year, or part of the country. uh, And all of these Gary's moms are busy shopping for future stepdads for their Gary's. (laughs) I don't think you're Gary's stepdad material. First off, you're already spoken for. Well, he doesn't know about the whole ent situation. Yeah. We'll but see. yeah. <clears throat> First off, you're already spoken for, but more importantly, to be a future Gary's stepdad, you'd have to <laughs> number one go by Andy. Yeah. Um and, and think that anyone who goes by Andrew is a pussy or libtard. <laughs> number two, you have to have a, a large collection of big naturals porno mags barely concealed under the living room sofa. Check. <laughs> and check. Um, and a uh, th- uh, third let's see you'd have to obtain most of your daily calories from bush light and skull bandits yeah that's not that far from the truth that one and four for four is Andrew ready to turn into a gary's stepdad you have to really 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 like the band
6: fog hat <laughs> they did slow ride I believe that's all I know about fog hat uh signed listener Zach so you hate slow ride no I don't hate it is that yeah. is that the right band? Foghat, Slow Ride,
4: maybe. I, I I know nothing about Foghat or Tin Lizzy, other than or Thin Lizzy rather. See, so I don't even know what it's called, yeah. Thin Lizzy, but I kind of mix them up.
6: Yeah, uh, they did Slow Ride. You want to go out with Slow Ride today? No, not really. No, it's not really our vibe, is it? I'm, I'm not ready for that Gary stepdad. No, I guess not. I'm trying to turn. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. What's the name of the listener who wrote that? Zach. Zach nailed it. I think that is definitely the vibe of the especially the the afternoon drinkers at the bowling alley bar but is it weird that that's that's the appeal
1: okay everything okay this listener set up this amazing scenario that mm-hmm. I could just picture it was like the perfect email i could picture everything everything about mickey
0: yes yep this is one of my i think my favorite emails that's ever been read on this show because it's yeah. so perfect and one doesn't want to paint with too broad a brush all the ladies who hang out drinking whiskey sours at 4 p.m on a Wednesday and smoking cigarettes at the bowling alley
1: but <laughs> you do know who he's talking oh about my I could like and probably because I was in um, <laughs> bowling alleys at that time, which is so bad that like my high school team, like we went there after school and it was filled with smoke and people named Mickey and Gary's future stepdad. And we were like <laughs> bowling for school. <laughs> sure. But, um, I could smell it like the smell of it, the smell of the oil of the, of mm-hmm. the bowling alleys, the, um. Of the bowling ball Because they like Grease them up And the lanes have Grease on them Like just everything I could smell it I could feel it I knew exactly The sound of it He did such a good job With this short email
0: Yep You know that Mickey's voice Is going to be Kind of busted up From all the
1: cigarettes Oh for sure And that she would Sometimes uh, Slow dance To whatever music Is playing But kind (laughs) of drunkenly (laughs) Yep, to whatever her song was, and her style. is... I wanna know what love is, <laughs> right? Totally I want you to show me. And she definitely had feathered, winged hair, and oh, she yeah. would. She was like frozen in whatever year she was a senior in high school. Um, yeah, everything about that it was. Those so were her, her good days. Yeah. We're at the bowling alley. <laughs> good times for Mickey. I, and I just love. He's like. Um. To, first of all, he's besides all the like weird porno m- movies and and <laughs> that and um in the you band mean choices big, big naturals <laughs> big naturals yeah. <laughs> Except for all of that stuff, that's Andrew's ideal life, right? yep Pull yep. add in some pull in some tabs. That's that's his life. That's what he wants. I mean, no more cigarettes. Luckily um right put in some vape va- vape <laughs> it up <laughs> get some bud light not bush light yep. but close enough not Bud Light, but we can we can change this we can we can personalize it for the person
0: right i mean i don't think we're gonna get him to go back to um using andy as no. his name but uh, gary's future dad stepdad cannot be named andrew because no. as okay. listener zach pointed out that they would he would think that anyone named andrew is a libtard <laughs>
1: It's too <laughs> formal. But I mm-hmm. feel like if this becomes Andrew's life, he's going to want to go by Andy. And he's going to have that embroidered on a work shirt and a bowling mm-hmm. shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see him really getting
0: into like um, specifically like the uniforms that like vending machine mm-hmm. guys wear. Totally.
1: That's, That's what, what I pictured on it. That's what I picture his, because he says he still has the shirt and the coat from when he worked at the steel factory, his dad's Mm -hmm. company or the metal factory or whatever. So that's what I just picture that looking like. Right. Except
0: I think, I think they would be cleaner than the shirt that you would get for the metal factory. I think now he's going to keep those shirts pretty, pretty Mm -hmm. cleaned up because he He's a um he's a clean boy. I mean,
1: he takes mm-hmm. two or three showers a day at this point. Yeah. And I feel like he he would have some kind of fun nickname like Big Andy. Yes. <laughs> that that would
0: be Andrew living his best life. I don't know how mm-hmm. Genevieve fits into this. Obviously, because Mickey is coming into the picture. Right.
1: Yeah. This is after she leaves him because he's always at the bowling alley. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Gary is not going to stepdad himself. No, that's
0: true. Gary needs a male role model in his life. (laughs) Who better than Big Andy?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, it was really just so fun. God, I love the people who listen to (laughs) GBTL.
1: Listener Zach, if you listen to us, please let us know. This was our favorite email.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think like three quarters of the time, the tens are funnier than Luke and Andrew, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many good things that come from tens.
1: Well, I mean, and we talk about this all the time, but Jen knew that. And that's why the tens are even who they are, is because she would sit there and read the message boards and read the emails that came in and read the text messages and and say, oh, look at what's come in and let's bring the." oh, look, they, they suggested a topic. Let's talk about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not well, going to go Well, I think Andrew
0: <laughs> Andrew reads the Stens page pretty closely, but mm-hmm. it just seems to make him mad. Right. That's <laughs> all that it is.
1: <laughs> he conveniently didn't read it uh, last week or the last two weeks. Right. Yep. That could have been a very
0: interesting conversation, which that means came that from he that.
1: agrees with us
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it means i I think so, I do too <laughs>
3: all
0: right, so shall we get to some housekeeping? yes housekeeping um, I should have done that in like a mickey's Mickey's voice, voice. I don't know, I can't do that. Oh. I can't even try. This is my instrument, Christy. I can't yeah, that's true. use it like that. <laughs> uh, we have merch. In the merch store, the middle aged momish tens mug is going well, correct? Yes.
1: Lots of profit coming from that. Not really. <laughs> like, we actually lose money on the mugs, but I don't care. I want every momish, middle aged ish 10 to have one of these. I don't care.
0: Right, right. You said that fast, but that's true. You said because the mugs are so heavy Mm -hmm. that the shipping costs more than any profit that we would make. So Mm -hmm. we are actually taking a loss on those mugs, but But they are too good. (laughs) They're too good. We'll just have to have our quarterly retreat on Slack yes. the way that we, <laughs> that we usually
1: it. actually do it
0: <laughs> yes using our free Slack account and our free Zencaster account
1: <laughs> yeah so what we'll do and i don't think our picnic can get jankier than last year um but it will be the same jankiness level we'll say exactly
0: <laughs> yep i was very fond of that jankiness level maybe <laughs> maybe some lights maybe we'll work that out but um so merch in the merch store, please feel free to browse. We may have some new stuff besides the middle-aged momish tens mug coming in. And um, I just—I feel the swell of creativity. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Yes. Yep. Um, continuing on the archive project, still going. I'm sorry, Christy. I haven't touched it in months. I feel like I have dropped the ball personally. I got to get back on that. I got to yeah, get my mojo. A lot back. of people
1: have. I feel like either people are summer motivated, which I don't know why, like you'd think you'd be outside (laughs) more, or they're winter motivated and people just plow through a lot during the winter. Whatever you are, just hit me up and I'll assign you a week.
0: Absolutely. It's how we find these clips. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're doing any online shopping on Amazon. Have you heard of Amazon, Christy? I don't know, this little this
1: company? Little company, and local Maybe. company out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mom and pop. <laughs> I've, I've frequented their store. I actually went into one, into like a live store the other day. That is crazy. It's so crazy.
0: Well, we were fortunate enough to work out a little deal. With mom and pop, Mr. and Mrs. Amazon, <laughs> where if you use our Amazon portal at littleredbandwagon.com/slash Amazon, we will get just a tiny kickback, which all adds up into something very important to help us with our hosting costs. So uh, we would appreciate that if you want to check it out. And of course, as Meredith said last on the last recap, it allows us to eavesdrop on your purchases. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> Anonymously, anonymously, yes, anonymously. <laughs> I mean we have For our sure. guesses by this point as to who it is, yeah. but we we can't out you because we don't know. We so don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just remember that.
1: All right. This is how you can get involved. Go to LittleRedBandwagon.com. That's where you can buy our stuff too. Um, ThrowYourPhone.com. If something enrages you and you want to Hulk smash your phone, like I tried to do multiple times in the last couple of weeks, um, or something endears you, our show, their show, life in general, um, go to mm-hmm. throwyourphone.com and send it to us. We love getting those. Um, you can find us on Facebook, look us up, or on the Stens page. Um, our show Twitter is at LRB podcast. You can email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com. That's the same place to send your archive inquiries to me. Um, or you can send us a voicemail or text us at 802-432-8285. And then also we should probably pitch the picnic again. Cause I've been getting, people are like, are you really doing it? I think we are, right? I feel like we are. Okay. I think so. So July twenty-seventh, the time and the crazy spreadsheet to determine what you should bring that you won't listen to, um right. should be coming soon, but definitely the twenty-seventh, somewhere in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll do like a scavenger hunt. You have to follow the
1: clues to
0: find the picnic.
1: Well, already last year, people got lost. Uh, Just take a right at the potential meth lab that's an RV. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find us. Yeah. (laughs) Lock your cars and walk three feet, and there we are. (laughs) Yep. Um, Well, Christy, this was fun. It was so fun.
0: I was worried that it would be kind of a weird, boring topic, but it turned no. out not to be boring at all. It's at least not. I don't think so. I don't
1: either. Anyone that didn't like it
0: can, you know. <laughs> Start your own podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or send us to throw your phone and let yes, us know why. Exactly. And we'll try to, we'll try to improve it yes. and do it better next time. Uh, and speaking of which, why don't you get us
1: out of here? All right. Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen and Hillary this is for you. Come
3: on, everybody, gather round.
1: So you didn't just pick this because to have an excuse to play Grease 2, Let's Bowl.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not saying that Did I downloaded
0: just... it from YouTube earlier this evening. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Did I just blow blow the surprise of the outro music? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Everyone's going to have to stay tuned, (laughs) particularly Hillary.